Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Voice, the Sunnest Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! This is A.R. Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Lebreen at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturdays for Vets with Sister Lorraine Brown, with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central, followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website, www.tpvradio.com. RadioNetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majals Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
You're listening to the Spin Award nominated. It's the Psalmist Voice. Reload it right now on TPV Radio. What's good, family? This your boy, the Psalmist Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go.
Radio family, the familiar is in the building, starting with, you know him as your brother, your cousin, your nephew, of Real Talk, he's also the pastor of Light of Hope Fellowship Ministry, founder of Justice on the Block, introducing Pastor Byron Seco, also we have Brother Don, y'all know him from Brother Don Pacific. But he got some new things coming in 2021. We got Brother Don in the building. Also, we have this young man. He's on fleek all the time. Pastor Nehemiah Fulbright. And last but not least, he is your prison ministry chaplain. He gets it hard in the pink. We know him as Chaplain Emmanuel. Welcome, family. To the show, what good? Good, 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 everybody. Good morning, man. Yes, sir. We are great. Yeah, chaplain in the building. What's good, gentlemen? We are excited. 2021 is already starting off very, very, very well. So. I got to make an announcement because you know how I like to do before we get into our comedic part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Sound of Voice Radio Network is going on the ballot for this year's Stellar Award 2021. So we're excited. Things are happening. Things are moving. And of course, I got to give a shout out to TPV's own. She, y'all know her as the OMG of TPV, Dorothy Patterson. Congratulations on all her humanitarian award for the Martin Luther King uh, tribute they had in Mesquite, Texas. She won an award, and we want to give her the honor where honors due. Congratulations to our sister. So, and of course, we got to give a shout out to Pastor Byron Sago. He's on. Network television. Uh oh. <laughs> but I'll let I'll let, I'll let Pastor uh, explain a little bit on his new ventures as well with the uh, light light of Oak Fellowship Ministries. He's doing a lot. God is opening doors for him, and we pray to God for it. So let's get into the comedic part of our show, which is the weather forecast. Well. Three of us on this panel is in Texas. So it doesn't make sense to ask Fastego or Chaplin the weather because we kind of got the same thing. So currently in the bipolar state of Texas, today it's 63 degrees. It's sunny. Yes, sunny. So all you need is probably a light jacket. Of course, make sure you have your mask. Make sure you're protected when you go out to, you know, shopping malls and shopping centers and grocery stores, all that stuff. Keep it in mind, family. Please stay safe. This thing is still out here, and we got to stay protected. Use wisdom. That's all I'm going to say. But I know Brother Don, he's all the way in the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, Brother Don, how is it in your neck of the woods? 
What's up, radio family and men of God? Man, let me tell you something. Gulf Coast of Mississippi lost its mind last night. I woke up to 29 degrees, brother. 29. That ain't supposed to happen here. 29 degrees. But currently we're sitting right at 52 with a little mild breeze with a real feel of 55. Uh, sunshine and beautiful day. But it's hard to recover at that 29 degrees. I got to tell you, it's been a long time since I've been in that type of weather. So if you're down around on the Gulf Coast, you know, a light jacket or sweater would suffice right now. But get ready because it's supposed to get back down to 30 tonight. So so I don't know what's going on. We're we going to definitely have to, uh, we definitely <laughs> going to have to pray this one through. Because <laughs> this, this ain't for us here. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to get a little jealous because uh, our young brother in the faith is on the line. And he's all the way in Cali. So, Pastor Nehemiah, how is it in your neck of the woods? What's up? What's up, family? Man, I got to say, it is another beautiful day in Southern California. Here in San Diego, we got a temperature right now at the peak of 81 degrees. That's in the month of January, y'all. 81 without a cloud in the sky. I'm telling you, it's beautiful here, but... Don't be jealous because they make you pay for it. <laughs> that's that's Good what night. Cali does. Just saying. Yes, they, they do. Make sure you yes, pay. they do. <laughs> well, 81 degrees is nice. That's, that's nice weather out there. You can go out and have a picnic and all that stuff. So, yeah, you know, palm trees and all that. So, yeah, you know, uh, you know, just a little bit jealous. But, you know, it's all good. So, but anyway, y'all, y'all know what's coming up this week. Y'all know we don't do politics and all that stuff. But, of course, it's our mandate to keep our leaders in your prayer. The transition of power is going to happen very soon. And there's still a lot of drama going on in our government. But, family, y'all know we got to just do what we have to do as believers Stop getting caught up with the drama and the reality TV show of our current president. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Anyway, keep them in your prayers, y'all. Y'all know how we do. So it's all good. So let me go ahead and get the shout-outs out the way. Of course, I got to give a shout-out to my first lady here at TPV Radio, Lady Minister Shanice Newton in the building. God bless you, babe. Also, got to give a shout-out to my kiddos, CJ, Tajanique, Jalen, Tyreek, Ian, and Tajanay. Daddy loves you all to pieces. And, of course, if it wasn't for my father, I wouldn't be here right now. So I got to give a big up to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he's truly the head of my life. So... That's my shout-outs, family. Of course, we got a lot going on. Please subscribe to our website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. Also, you can go on our YouTube page right now. Same, the Samus Voice Virtual Radio Network. You can see the virtual side 
We're getting that fixed. We got a little kinks, but we're going to get there, family. So we thank God for it. So we got a lot coming up this month. We got new shows on the lineup. So I'm excited. So, family, I'm going to pass the mic. We're going to go to Pastor Say Go. Let's give him a shout-out. Tell us a little bit more about his broadcast. So, Pastor Say Go, you have the floor. Hey, hey, what is going on, everybody, everybody? Hey, I just want to tell, I want to tell my man that says he's down there in Southern California. Well, you know, they say it never rains in Southern California. At least, at least that's Hello. what they say. <laughs> I don't know if y'all getting any rain down there, but uh, but yeah, but hey, de- definitely, man, I appreciate everybody that's what's been going down. I know I've been I've been I've been out the loop for a little bit, uh, just been just been busy, man. But definitely, man, want to send a shout out first and foremost to God. I want to send a shout out to my wife, Lady Latanya Sago, hey, all of the TPV radio family as riding with TPV. Hey, much love to everybody. I salute you. And, uh, hey, we just doing, we just doing great stuff for God, man. Uh, you know, God, God get the glory. Uh, we, we, uh, we are on the daily gospel network, um, uh, every Monday. Uh, we got a, we, we got a real early slot, you know, you know, 4 a.m. in the morning, people say, "Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna be a ride with you on 4 a.m. in the morning, now, Pastor. So I, I'm, I'm gonna catch you on the replay. So, even though it comes on 4 in the morning, we do have a premiere that comes on on uh, on Facebook later on that night at 6:30 at night. So, it comes on the Daily Gospel Network. You can catch the Daily Gospel Network on Apple TV, uh, Roku, uh, Fire TV, um, DailyGospelNetwork.com. Um, and then you can you'll catch the replay at 6:30 p.m. Central Time here on uh, on, on Facebook. But uh, we we I mean, I'm just we just we just doing good stuff, God man, and uh, blessings on the Blas community outreach. You know we we we're, we're hustling, we we're, we're doing our thing out there in the streets. So uh, hey, I just appreciate everybody, man. Much love. Yes, sir. We definitely applaud you, man. You have been missed, man. But I understand. When ministry starts to go, you got to go with the flow, just saying. So I definitely salute you, sir, and your beautiful bride and what you're doing for the community. And like I said, we going to be out there because I got the green light, y'all. So no more Uh-oh. sitting at home Uh-oh. for me. So I don't know if y'all ready, but TPV is about to hit them streets, too. Just saying. Let's so more Let's to come with that. Yes, sir. So, of course, next line up, give you shout out, Brother Don, and tell him a little bit about your vision coming up on TPV Radio. You have the floor. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for another day. Well, hey, family, I just want to give a shout out to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, because, man, I can tell you, when, when things look dark and when things Look like it's not going to happen for you. He can truly turn it around. He is an awesome, awesome God, and I'm just happy to be here serving him with these men of God here today. And I got to give a shout-out to my amazing, wonderful wife and just ask God for safe travels as she travels back to San Diego uh, as I speak, actually. just She's been an inspiration. She's been my rock. She's been my sounding board, and, and God has blessed me with her in my life. And I want to give a shout-out to my, my wonderful children and, 
and all that they do is just making me a father who's just really, really outstanding that God give me them in this season of my life, and I'm really enjoying them. And you, TPB family, I got to give a shout-out to you because you are awesome. You tune in. You can tune in anywhere else, but you tune in to listen to us each and every day. And that's just amazing, and I want to thank you. So, yes, sir, we're going to kick off this year. We're going to kick off a spot. It's called The Locker Room, and it's going to be generated towards men and men's ministry. You know, it's that place, you know, kind of taking that adaptation from sports. You know, whether you're winning or losing, you know, at halftime you go to the locker room and you receive instructions. You, you see affirmation if you're doing good. You get correction if you're doing bad. But whatever you do, you receive something so you can get back in the game. So we're going to take that concept in ministry because, you know, a lot of us men, we don't have any place to retreat. We don't have any halftime places. We don't have any places where we can just get a breather and get some stuff downloaded into it so we can get back in the game and be in winning form. So that's what the locker room is going to do this year, 2021. I'm excited what God's going to bring about, you know, because uh, we've got to get a generation of strong men on board. We've got to get a generation of men that is ready for battle. So we're going to be looking for it. We're going to kick it off. We also have a, it's going to be on Spotify. So if you missed the show, you missed 365 and, um, you're driving down the road and you got Spotify, you can hit it there too. So we're going to be all over the place this year with TPV and what God's Amen. doing. So I'm just excited and I'm glad I'm on board. Amen. Amen. And speak, speaking of anchor, the Psalmist voice radio network is also on anchor. I just found this out and thanks to brother Don, I typed in the little stuff and we popped up. So not only you can hear us on Block Talk Radio, you can also hear us on Apple. You can also hear us on, on Spotify and all this stuff, man. So it a lot of stuff is just happening, and I'm just going with it. I'm not going to sit here and just trip or nothing like that because I know what God is about to do in this season. And sometimes you just got to just let God take the rein, being Mr. or Mrs. Control Freak, and just go with it. But anyway, I'm not preaching yet, so let me pump the brakes. So, Pastor Nehemiah, you have the floor. Give me a shout-out. Well, what's going on, man of God? It's so good to be here just, you know, fellowshipping with you all. Uh, I definitely have to give praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I love the fact that we all have a, a personal relationship with him that we can all say, my Lord and Savior. That's a big thing. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out to all the men of God on the line and to all your wives. Uh, it's good to see God being active in your life and giving us ministry and purpose. Uh, today, I just thank God that uh, he's been blessing you guys. He's been blessing. This We've been through it. Everybody in the world has been through it. But God has been faithful, you know. Uh, he's blessed so much. And I'm just praising God for the, the new things that he has going on in my life. In 2017, 2018 time frame, God is, was speaking to me a lot within that year. And he had me writing on a, a book, a book dealing with people who suffer with anxiety and depression. Amen. The name of the book is called The Christian Comeback. And wow. it's about to launch in this year. 
sometime, uh, you know, it's going to probably be in spring that the book will actually launch. And I'm praising God that it, it was for such a time as now. You know, I didn't know what I was going to do when I was writing that book, uh, but God just had me be diligent and be faithful to what I was hearing and be obedient to write down the words that he was speaking to me during a great time of depression in my life. And to see that the whole world has been through so much now for God to call Christians to come back to him in this new year where even we can be refreshed as a country, it's a beautiful blessing. And so I just praise God for all the things he's doing. Uh, of course, I got to give a shout out to the love of my life, Devonna Fulbright. That is my baby. And uh, for my family, uh, Dannon and little baby Azariah. Back to you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. And of course, we got Chaplain. Give your shout out, sir. Praise the Lord. Grace and peace, my brothers from Radio Land. Dallas County, Texas is doing the thing in the name of Jesus. We got so much in store. God has laid so much on our hearts. I want to give a shout out to my crew, my Hanaya Seed. From New York to Atlanta, Georgia, Joaquin, Nabiah, Benjamin, Judah, Zachariah, Mikari, the neighbor, they are doing it for the Lord. They are humble, and they're going to reach their generation in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to give a shout-out to my co-laborer, Chaplain Strange, in Beetle One Correctional Facility in Tennessee County, Texas, doing the work for the Lord behind the prison walls. Where there's diamonds in the rough, beloved. So much on my heart, man, but I just want to say we're going to target the young people in Dallas County a little bit more detailed strategy of ministry this year. But we're also going to ta- target the singles. I'm a single man, uh, divorced 10 years ago. Uh, hate that that happened in my life, but it's something to learn from. But we got to help the single people. The Lord laid that on my heart. So, um, Look forward to that, and I just want to keep everything at the altar, brothers. We got a lot of things that God has placed in our hearts. I listen to the brothers talk about vision and what God is doing in their lives, and uh, we are going to shine. Remember, Jesus said the gates of hell would not prevail against his church, so we give him all the glory, and without him, we can't do anything. Amen. And thank God for Pastor Chris, this brother laboring. You know, I met him uh, probably late last year. And uh, just been a blessing uh, just to see him fight the good fight and just continue to to lift up the stained banner of Jesus Christ through radio. And I tell you, brother, I appreciate you in Jesus' name. Well, I definitely appreciate you and thank you so much for for being a part of what God is doing. I'm just a humble vessel. Just I'm behind the wheel with what God has for this season. And of course, I can't forget, we got one more family member in the, in the building, and this is an all-brother panel. So that's saying something. We have Minister Siron Williams of Jovina Under the Hood. What Hey, hey, blessings to everybody. We're uh, praising God here in Michigan. Thanking him for all he does in our lives. Um, I'd like to thank God for all my co-laborers in Christ that are on this line, as well as those who had got up this morning 
and have shepherded God's flock. May he continue to encourage and strengthen each of them. And may he continue to watch over our families. I'd like to give a shout out to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, through whom we do all things. Ministry would not be ministry without him. Our Heavenly Father, for being the most important part of each of our lives, the Holy Spirit, for helping us be able to understand God's word, that we may deliver it to those in need, to the listening family. God bless each of you as well. And I'd like to give a shout out to my beautiful wife, my best friend, Jashika. She has been working hard for our family and just been a blessing to the ministry, a blessing to the community, and for my children. And also, my friend, Robert Helm, who invented the all sports headgear, which allows us to be able to earn a little profit, to be able to affect the lives of others in ministry. So God bless you all, and of course, you, my dear brother, for allowing us to come on and share what God has done in our lives. Amen. Well, family, we got a lot to cover in this series, and people were really thrown off with the title, but it's talking about a big dynamic. Of course, our vision for this year is relationship, process, and purpose, and what a fitting way to start off the season with this topic, faking the funk and being the funk. That is the question. Now, another one. Yeah, another one. You're right. So, when we talk about being in a funk, we're always, as men, we're always challenged. And when it comes to the things of God, it's always oppressing. There's always something that we have to die to ourselves with. And sometimes when we do things out of obligation or we do things out of the work, we kind of get stuck in a funk. So what we're going to do in this series is expose the fake. We're going to expose why, and we're going to expose how we can go through and be the funk. So that's what I love about this series. So family, y'all need to stick around. This one is going to be hot. We got two more in the series to cover. But family, we're locked and loaded. We're ready to go. We're ready to get it in. So family, without further ado, are y'all ready to eat? Because I'm hungry. So family... Are you ready to walk? Let's go, let's go. Let's, let's do it, brothers. Let's get it, family. Let's go. So, of course, we got the first song on the rotation to start the show. We got this jam. Now, I love this jam, and this is perfect. We got Lecrae featuring Tori Kelly. I'll find you. We got Fred Hammond. With Father Jesus Spirit, and we have Philip Thompson with Atmosphere Shift. You are listening to the hottest, most controversial Christian radio show in the land. The Summer's Voice Reloaded. 
myself, and the family of brothers. We gonna eat and bless your life. So keep it locked. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Tell Pookie. Tell JJ that we are live on the air. So keep it locked right here on the Thomas Voice Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. Don't you dare move. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. Just fight a little longer, my friend. It's all worth it in the end. But when you got nobody to turn to, just hold on and I'll find you. I'll find you. I'll find you. Hold on and I'll find you I'm hanging on by your thread And all I'm clinging to is prayers And every breath is like a battle I feel like I ain't come prepared And death's knocking on the front door Pain's creeping through the back Fears crawling through the window Waiting for them to attack They say don't get bitter, get better I'm working on switching them letters But tell God I'ma need a whole lot of hope Keeping it together I'm smiling in everyone's face I'm crying whenever they leave the room They don't know the battle I face they don't understand what I'm going through. The world trying to play with my soul. I'm just trying to find where to go. I'm trying to remember the way. I'm trying to get back to my home. But I can't do this on my own. That's why I'm just trusting in you. Because I don't know where else to go. And I don't know what else to do. Just fight a little longer, my friend. It's all worth it in the end. But when you got nobody to turn to. Hold on and I'll find you Just fight a little longer, my friend It's all worth it in the end But when you got nobody to turn to Just hold on and I'll find you I'll find you They fear haunts and pain hates. I say pain strengthens and fear drives faith. And I don't know all of the outcomes. Don't know what happens tomorrow. But when that ocean of doubt comes, don't let me drown in my sorrow. And don't let me stay at the bottom. I feel like this hole is too deep to climb. I've been looking for a way out, but I settled for a peace of mind. Picking up the pieces of my life and hoping that I put together something right. Tell me all I got is all I need. Tell me you gon' help me stay and fight The world tryna play with my soul I'm just tryna find where to go I'm tryna remember the way I'm tryna get back to my home But I can't do this on my own That's why I'm just trusting in you Cause I don't know where else to go And I don't know what else to do No, don't let the fear Make you feel like you can't fight this on your own You know I
Y'all got it, y'all got it, y'all got it. So let's celebrate. Come on, Calvin, let's do this. Now I need everybody, I mean everybody, to clap your hands. Sing along with me. Father, 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 Let the people say.
What's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. It is, it is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the Summer's Voice. If this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet, are you ready, are you ready to walk? walk? Let's go. And now, for the thousands in attendance, and the millions watching around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Well, 
we're about to find out. So, family, here we go. So, the familiar's in the building with your truly Thomas Boys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the broadcast. We're about to eat. Yes, sir. So, here we go. So, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. We're talking about how, you know, we can get stuck in a funk. We can, we talk about how, you know, we can just downright get distracted on things. Now, what we have to understand is what stirs our affection when it comes to the things of God. And what stirs our affections or our motives when it comes to being here in the natural realm. So, we asked a few questions in, in regards to last week's show, just to catch you up. We talked about what stirs your affections for God. We also talked about that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied with him. And we also rebuttaled that sometimes we just don't feel that way. Now, see... That's what we're built on. We're built on our emotions. We're built on that a boy. We're built on self-gratification. And we don't really understand that our fight for joy in Christ is in the utmost importance in our walk with him. And if we fight for that joy by doing whatever it takes to kindle that love and joy and to keep our relationship with him alive and full of passion, it will overflow in your natural as well as your spiritual. So in John chapter 14, verse 15, and I'm a paraphrase, it, it says, if you love me, then you will keep my commandments. Well, that's scripture, right? This is where we go to as believers. Now, in the natural realm of things, our flesh is naturally combating this thing called love. Now, to match up with what we're talking about in this series of relationships, this is where we draw the line. This is where we fall short because a lot of us don't truly know how to have a relationship. Uh Uh-oh. And this is where we go wrong because we learn from TV. Yeah, I I did. You learn from... You know, people like the you know, old school cats, you know, you got a couple of mentors in your life. You learn those types of things, but we never learned the proper way of having relationships. So the Bible gives a clear blueprint on what we should do as far as having the love restored, not only in the natural, but in the spiritual, because love is the greatest commandment. Of everything Love comes first Love is the fuel of our obedience Now if we don't have love We're not going to obey Just like in the natural If we don't have love We're not going to be committed husbands Or wives If we don't have love We're not going to be committed ministers of the faith We got to have love Outside of our norm Because sometimes it don't feel Like I'm supposed to love I don't feel, pastors, that I I need to come on here and pour out the spirit of God because I don't feel like it. And see, this is where a lot of us get stuck 
because we're going by our own emotions. Instead of bringing Jesus in the midst, we forget that he's the one that stirs our affections for our wives, for our husbands. He's the one that stirs the affection for our children, for the body of Christ. See, that's another thing, too. Let me pump the bigs real quick. When it comes to the body of Christ, as ministers of the gospel, as pastors, as leaders, we can get this thing called hurt. Church hurt, we call it. Yes, pastors get church hurt. Because of the fact, sometimes you you rely on your brethren in certain things and they fall through. Or your congregation, you're pouring so much into them for them to grow, but yet they still go left. So then you get into this thing called the funk, and they start bashing your name, calling you all, all, all out your name, all this stuff, and then you get stuck in a rut. See, when you understand that your calling is beyond emotions, that your calling is to bring the people to Christ, that's when you stop getting church hurt. That's when you stop getting hurt by folks. See, it took me a long time to get out of that funk because I was so hurt all the time by folk. See, when you allow God to be in true relationship with you, he's going to tell you, folks ain't going to like you. Why? Because you are telling them about the love that I gave for you. And when you preach it, they're not going to like the fact that you got to cut all that fat and cancer of all this religious stuff and church them. They're not going to like it. So you're not going to have a lot of friends. Uh-oh. Got a t-shirt in that. So what, what all this means to me? I, I need to know, Summit. I need to know, brothers, what does all this mean to us? I mean, you mean to tell me I got to keep keep loving un- unconditionally, even though these folks are talking, about my, talking behind my back. I got to love them unconditionally, even though my wife looks at me sideways. You mean to tell me I got to love unconditionally, even though the people that I mentor under are talking about me and telling other people that I'm not qualified and all this other stuff. Well, the answer is simple. It's yes. What? Why? Well, this is where we're going to go. See, this funk, this being in funk, it has a very big comparison to this word called fake believers or faking the funk, counterfeits. Now, a believer is someone who accepts in Jesus Christ, his or her uh, Lord and Savior of their life. Now, see, what people don't understand, gentlemen, is that when we say I do to the kingdom or we say I do to Jesus Christ, there's an automatic target on your back. Uh-oh. I don't think they're going to like what? this. Yeah. But that's the whole point of it. See, Jesus wants us to have relationship. From the very beginning, since Genesis, he wanted us to have relationship. And we broke that covenant. So that's why we have to go through all this stuff just to have proper relationship 
in our natural realm. So since the beginning, God's been wanting us to have relationship with him, but we get caught up in our degrees. We get caught up in our accolades. We get caught up in building buildings and building kingdoms. We get caught up in all this nonsense that has nothing to do with growing and having a relationship with Christ. Because when you become down with Christ, you have to die to your what? Self. So when you become a believer, you have to fully trust in Christ. Not bishop, not apostle, in Christ. Now, am I saying it's a bad thing to have mentors? No, that's not what I'm saying. Am I saying that we can't iron, sharpen iron? No, that's not what I'm saying. But a lot of us put men or women as our God. Uh-oh. And we miss a lot of stuff. And that's why we get caught in this funk. That's why we don't want to be the funk in Christ, because we are too busy running behind folk. Uh-oh. Now, some believers appear to be fixed because they are not really believers at all. Now, we exposed this last week. We see this. We see this now happening before our eyes. But a lot of us are so blind that they don't really see it. See, we're so caught up in our emotionalism that we get caught up in these individuals that preach the gospel and we get lost in the sauce. See, we get caught up in our traditions. We get caught up in the doctrines. We get caught up in building and, and all this stuff. But the fact of the matter is, it's polluted garments before him. Check out Isaiah 64 and 6 when you have some time. See, we have to understand something. A true believer, a true born-again believer will strive to bring glory and honor to Christ by living a life that is pleasing to God. First Peter 1 chapter, I'm sorry, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 15 and 16. True saving faith will always be evident by the what? Fruit of the spirit that lives in the what? Heart. Uh-oh. We're going to be in trouble with that one. So, I said all this to say this. And gentlemen, we're about to open this can right now. Now, Pastor Say Go, I haven't heard from you in a while, man. And I'm really eager to understand what's the problem. Now, we say we're believers, but we talk about the evidence of being a true believer is the fruit. Now, the fruit we compare to as labor or as the work. But the problem is, Pastor, that we're not executing and living our lives and doing this thing for Christ from the heart. So what's the problem, Pastor Sago? Are we truly finding evidence in our work, or are we building relationship from the heart so when the work is done, we're not stunk in a funk? Your thoughts. 
Man, look, I'm 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 glad you you talked about this and you said you said some really really key words and uh, as a matter of fact, um, just this Friday, um, I preached about um, uh, counterfeit Christians, and uh, I, it, it was it was and I, I hit home on we have to stop being counterfeit. We have to stop uh, putting and staking our claim on uh, traditions because. When we stake all our claim on traditions, um, we we invalidate God's word. All right. When we when we take traditions and we take uh, things of 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 man-made human things and we elevate them to the same position as God's word, then we are being counterfeit Christians. We're doing the exact same thing the Pharisees did, and that's why Jesus got on the Pharisees' case about that exact same thing, because they were elevating traditions uh, uh, to the same level as God's word, and they were invalidating God's word, all right? Now, what gets us in the funk, all right, is when when we uh, fall back on those traditions, being modern-day Pharisees, and modern-day Sadducees doing the exact same thing the Pharisees did, making traditions as, and, and, and telling people that this is God's word and telling people, well, the Bible says this about these traditions, then we're invalidating God's word. And then when someone calls you out on it and say that is a tradition that is man-made, that is that is a tradition that is that is something that that we form. Now everybody gets in a funk, and then they they get stuck in a rut, and they can't get out that rut because now there's a whole lot of com- uh, there's a whole lot of complications in the congregation because people are trying to figure out well what's right, what's right. Well, is 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 what we're doing right, or is what we're doing wrong? When what you're actually doing is a tradition that has been man-made. And it's invalidating God's word. So now you got a whole bunch of confused people that are confused off of tradition. All right? Uh, um, uh, uh, stand this way. Uh, sit down this way. Uh, move this way. Uh, say this. Uh, read this on the board. Read that on the board. Uh, if you're not wearing this, then you're not sanctified. If you're wearing this, you're, 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 you're sanctified. And, 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 and Jesus tells us that you are hypocrites. When you do that, when, when you when you take a tradition and you elevate that with God's written word, you're hypocrites and you're not doing what I told you to do. You're invalidating God's word by your tradition. Now, one thing I also talked about, let's say now all traditions aren't bad. Hear, hear me out. All right. There, there, there are some things that that that, that families follow and, 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 and families pass down and things like that. And I dig that. And that, that that that's OK. But when we take when 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 us modern day Pharisees. All right. When we take those things, traditional things, when it comes to worship and when it comes to 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 live in our daily lives, when we take those traditional things and we elevate them to God's word, all right, and say they are our God's word, just like the Pharisees did of the old, and just like our Pharisees are doing right now, we're invalidating God's word. 
And if we don't know, the Pharisees, the, the law of God, the Pharisees added another uh, hundred and I, want, I might be misquoting the numbers, but they added another 172 rules to the rules that are already in place. And they couldn't, uh, they, they couldn't uh, follow their own rules that they made themselves, but they expected everybody else to do it. So these additional rules they were they were adding had nothing to do with God's word, and it was truly invalidating God's word. It was taking the power from God's word because they were adding all this traditional stuff. So when we add that traditional stuff to it, all right, well, we, we, and then when somebody calls a person out, now you get stuck in a rut. Now you get stuck in a funk, and now people are confused. People don't know what to do. You got you got complications in the congregations. People don't know what's real. People don't know what's fake. And it's all because we have these modern day Pharisees, all right, today, that are elevating God's word based off tradition, and we got to do better. Wow, brother Don. Same question, man. What's the deal? We got a lot of fake Christians out here. We're not honoring the relationship, and we're lost in the sauce. What's your take on this, man? I'm lost. You have the floor. Amen, amen, amen. Man, you have, you guys have been hitting on all cylinders. You know, when Pastor Sego was ministering, the first thing came to me was, in, in Matthew when Jesus and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here when he he told the Pharisees he said look you putting laws on these people that you're either unable or unwilling to keep yourself can't do it See, because a lot of times what happens is when you know I, and I've seen this more than not and I wish I could have heard Pastor Sego's sermon you see people that are ministers or, or, or ministering to people that they they do more withdrawing than they do depositing. And what I mean by that is what I'm saying is they must rather get what they can give the people out of a book or a classroom than rather being on their knees in front of our Lord's Savior, depositing into them. So you run empty. So when you run empty, you have to manufacture something for the people to keep them interested, to keep them there. Because evidently the anointing isn't there anymore, the 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 the, the the spirit of the Lord has not been there in a while. So you, they try to keep the people motivated. Then it becomes more about self. So they, they have to fake it because they don't have that relationship. And I think you hit that right on the head early on in uh, the icebreaker. It's all about relation. It's all about relationship. And if I'm withdrawing, more than our deposit, it's just like in the natural, your bank account is going to run on empty, man. You ain't going to have nothing to go to. You're not going to have anything to go to at the end of the day. And you, our first ministry, our first thing to do, every man of God on this line, whether you, you've got a mega church, a small church, or, or, or you just minister out on the street, your very first thing you have to do is go to Christ every morning. Go to Jesus every morning, every day. You have to get that deposited in you. You have to because how can we function? If we're not in a relationship where we go to get deposited, what are we bringing? And I think that that's what you see people do. They feel like they have to fake the funk 
because they have to go forward in whatever they're doing. And that is, that that's all about a Pharisee attitude. You know, I'm going to take my mental ascent and minister to you rather than to come with you from this Holy Spirit. I'm not, I'm not going to let you in on this because I want you to think that I'm well. I want you to think that I'm anointed. I want, as long as I can keep you, you know, and I hate to, I hate to use this term, but I don't know other, uh, no other term to use, but as long as I can keep you bewitched, I've got something. Then it becomes less about the kingdom of heaven and more about me. And that's the danger that we're seeing today in the body of Christ because, you know, and, and a lot of times in, in this scripture I've been meditating on this week is in the book of Matthew when Jesus said, how can I pour, uh, you wouldn't pour new wine into old wineskins. I think some translations say bottles, you know. See, and, and that's where we have to go back to the relationship and yield and be humble and submit ourselves that the wineskin I might need for my marriage that God can pour into it or the wineskin I might need for ministry out there that he can pour into it or the wineskin I might need to uh, be a father and make sure that's new that he can pour into it. See, I, I've got to check every area, of these, every area of my life off in these areas that I'm making sure that I'm doing, I'm following the word of God in these areas that he can pour out to me, that I can pour out to others, that I'm doing some getting depositing more than I'm withdrawing. Because, see, whenever you withdraw more, you're going to come up with a zero. And that's how you know you see these these certain ministers, and and I hate to call them out, I'm not going to call them out here, but we see certain ministers, pastors, prevalent men and women of God in the body of Christ that, to, that are just faking it along. They, 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 not saying they weren't never anointed, not never saying they weren't on fire, but if you do more withdrawing than you do depositing, then you're going to come up with a zero. And you're not going to allow God to do what he needs to do for you in your life to move you forward. Because, you know, at the end of the day, gentlemen, family, this ain't our ministry. This is the Lord. We're not here on behalf of so much of TPV ministry. We're on here on behalf of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to tell you how good he is to us, that we can minister to you. And even what we're talking about to now, he wants to pull you up out of that place, that you can get close to him, that you can develop that relationship in him, that he can deposit some things in, in you, that you can move forward. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, Pastor Nehemiah, the Bible is clear that when someone is saved, we are a new creature, and he has become new. Now, it's evident by the change in lifestyle. Now, the problem is, what's the issue with us when we're a true born-again believer we're supposed to strive to bring glory and honor to Christ but yet we dropped the ball because we gave glory and honor to man and it clearly says that we need to give honor and glory to Christ which hence tells us to have a relationship with him but we dropped the ball 
what's going on, Pastor Nehemiah? Why are we running to man instead of running to Christ to get our reward? Your thoughts? Well, I, I really believe that so many people have been deceived that believe in a lie. It seems like so many people, and I say seems like because I can't speak for everyone, but we can see on a daily where people are walking by sight and not by faith. You know, what you said was true. Once you accept Jesus Christ, you're made into a new creature, a new being, being saved from the disease of sin, no longer being controlled because of the word of God. But the Bible also tells us to renew our mind. And so many people would not renew their mind. So many people refuse to be spending that one-on-one time with God to, to have him actually change you and transform you into his image. You know, I can't look like you, Pastor Chris, if I'm not with you, if I don't ever spend time with you, if I don't see you. If I don't see how you dress, I can make up something in my head and think this is maybe how he dressed. But unless I spend time with you, I can I cannot look like you. And there's so many people that's just getting caught up and they're being deceived by the enemy. I think that's a crucial point that we have to bring out. We have an enemy that wants to devour you. He wants to sift you as weak. The Bible says he walks around as a roaring lion, a lion, a roaring lion, a lion that roars is trying to flex. He wants to come and destroy you. He wants to kill you. The Bible says the enemy comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He wants to steal the new nature God has given you. He wants you to put back on the old nature. And so many people, once they come to God, they haven't really made that ground good ground. It's still fallow ground. They haven't broken up and let that seed really get deep into the earth and then get into the word so the word can water it and the spirit of God can bring nourishment to it and then it can sprout. But no, they're letting the enemy deceive them and steal their joy. And that's where that church hurt comes into. But if they had renewed their minds and read the word of God, they would know that they would suffer because Christ suffered. As a believer, we have to realize that suffering is a part of the believer. You know, Pastor Chris, you said something very crucial uh, that many Christians don't want to do today. And that is exercise self-control. Yes. Every day you wake up, you have to put your body in subjection to the word of God. You have to exercise self-control in your relationship, in the way you speak, in what you allow to come into your head, your thoughts, what you're listening to, what you're reading. All of, all of these things play an important part on us having victory and us overcoming and walking in this newness of life, in this joy that God has promised us. Because he said that, he said, I give you life and that life more abundantly. So as a believer, we have to renew our minds and not allow ourselves to be deceived. The Bible speaks so many times of false prophets, false teachings. That's all coming from the father of lies. 
because the enemy wants to destroy you. He doesn't want the power. That's a key word right there. The power of God to be coming forth. So we have to be able to realize that we must renew our minds. Like Pastor Sago said, Pastor Don said, we don't want to get caught up into traditions of men. Men who, who make these traditions and they, they believe the lie. And then because of their own pride, they re- refuse to repent. And they'll continue to believe the lie. And then they'll start to justify the lie. And then they'll find themselves caught on camera storming, storming a Capitol building. And, and repercussions will come for it. Punishment will come to the false believer. That's what we have to realize. But God says that he's allowed the wheat and the tear to grow together. Unless if he just pulls out some of the tear, the weeds, the tear is like the weeds in a field. So if the weeds is growing with the beautiful flowers and the plant, the things is bringing nourishment, if someone just was now just to pull out the, the tears, it can maybe pull up the wheat too. So we, we as followers of Christ, should have love for so many people that we want to see them come into the knowledge of truth. So if we see somebody in error, we'll want to correct them. If we see somebody in hurt, we can tell them, hey, you're only in hurt. This too shall pass. You're only hurting for a little bit. God has saved you. Get your focus back on Christ. Peter didn't start to sink until he took his eyes off of Jesus. Keep your eyes stayed on Jesus, and then I'll know how to dress. Then I'll know how to operate. Mm, amen. Chaplain, same question, man. We've got so lost in having relationship with folks that our fruit only shows the work, the physical work. But there's no spiritual connection. What's going on, man? Your thoughts. Wow, man, you know, listening to the men of God, God, you know, men of God definitely covered the bases on this thing, man. Um, and I'm just going to, you know, go back to what I was taught, man. Um, you know, when you study the scriptures and, and one of the first things Jesus said in Matthew 16:24 was one of my favorite scriptures that, that, you know, really helped me understand how this thing go. Is you know if you want to be his disciple, there has to be denial. And the man of God, you know, we're just speaking about that discipline, denying your flesh. Um, it's not easy, um, but it's 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 a class that you're going to be in for the rest of your life. You don't graduate from that class until you leave this planet. So if we underestimate the human nature of the flesh and the sinful nature of the flesh and not implement discipline and self-control, uh, we're not going to be his disciples. That's not even, I'm not even dealing with prayer yet. I'm not even dealing with worship yet. This is a, a accountability for every man or woman that's going to follow Jesus. There, there's a part that we play in this thing, you know, um, and if you don't implement that discipline and that self-control, uh, it's going to be difficult for you to go to different levels and realms in the Holy Spirit, because that's where that's where it's all at. It's 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 in Christ, but there is a level of accountability, the level of discipline you have to have. And uh, most time, people are very lazy, 
They don't have discipline. You can see it. And now you're trying to build a relationship with a holy God, you know. So we have relationships with church and we have relationship with ministry, but it hinders us from having a relationship with God if we don't implement discipline and self-control. Because the Holy Spirit, when you study what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, he is a comforter, he's a teacher, but he also raised Jesus from the dead. So that means that the Holy Ghost is an expert in resurrecting dead things. Right? So if you don't <clears throat> if the Holy Ghost don't see mortification and death to self, how can he revive us? How can he renew us? How can he change us? You know, we often quench the Holy Spirit, you know, we offend the Holy Spirit. So um we have to understand if we're gonna see change in our lives and the Holy Ghost and the power and the grace and all that we read in scripture, we have a role to play. We have a role to play. Are we just going to be going to church and just going through the mechanics of church and the gymnastics of church ministry, but never having that connection to the Lord? And that's very easy to do, you know, because some people look at ministry and church like a fraternity or sorority, you know, and it's not about that. This is a spiritual walk, you know, so. I believe, to summarize what all the brothers said, that it has to come back to the true discipleship is, and that's denying yourself, taking up your cross, following Jesus, and that just changed everything. It just changes everything. And it will give you the peace and the comfort and the direction in life that you've never had before, and it makes you excited about Christ, who is, a, he is the resurrection and the life. Amen. He came to give us life and life more abundantly. But when you watch people, they're walking around defeated. There's no light. There's no life to them. There's no uh, enthusiasm about Christ and the spirit of the Lord. And the fruit of the spirit is not there. So I believe this would help. It helped me. It helped so many others who follow the principles that Jesus taught about discipleship and having a relationship with the Father through the Son. Amen. Amen. Mr. Siron, we got a lot of people faking the funk, and the people that are faking the funk are hurting the new believers, the young and immature in the faith. Why is What's the problem, man? Why are we continuing to do the same thing over and over and over? Your thoughts. Situational. Many people's relationships with those that they can see is situational. As long as you please them, as long as you will talk their talk, walk their walk, and believe in their hype, they will treat you kind. But the moment that changes, so will their relationship with you. And a lot of people sit back and they watch the relationships that those who follow Christ and say they follow Christ, they watch the relationships they have with other people. And they see that those relationships are not lasting, that people still play favorites. 
they still look at life as I'm the center of what's going on. I'm the one who's teaching. I'm the one who's got it in a bag, and you need to listen and learn from me. And a lot like in the old times in Roman, when they were celebrating the winter solstice, the Christians wanted to celebrate with them. So in order to make that viable, they brought Christ along with them. The compromise was there, and the compromise continues, but it was situational. And so we, we find a lot of that. And when you read earlier on 14, where Jesus Christ says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Well, people aren't hearing what his commandments are. People aren't getting to know Christ from Christ. They're getting to know him from everybody but him. Some of the sources come from the Bible, but a lot of it comes from what past in them said. And so being able to form that relationship fully isn't there. And so people who can't form relationships with the people they encounter day to day and are part of their everyday life, professing to have a relationship with God whom they can't be around and see, and of course that's addressed in Scripture as well, are leaving people faking the funk, left in the funk, trying to fight the funk. That's what's happening, man. It's the relationships. It's you, you see it everywhere. People talk the good talk, but when it comes time for the actual love to come, they either make it too soft to be reliable, or they withhold it altogether. Wow. And I believe this is the this has been the problem for a lot of years, and. You know, what I've learned, we've been taught wrong. Our way of covenant, the way we're supposed to interact with each other as men and women of God, we were all taught wrong. And what I understand as I'm growing closer to what Jesus Christ truly wants for his people is not about my intelligence. Oh, could someone, could someone mute the mic? Get a lot of feedback. The Bible is clear that when someone is saved, that someone becomes a new creature, we have to understand that we have to build in the relationship aspect of what it is to be saved. It's a, again, it's a process. It's not about you giving me your money. It's not about you working yourself to death in my church. My main goal and focus is to make sure you build fruit in your own process with Christ. Now, am I saying don't volunteer and be a help to your local ministry? That's not what I'm saying. But we lose sight, gentlemen, on going to the church so much that now, even in this situation, we got some church urges churches that are open, some that are not, but at the same time, we put our salvation in the work of the church. Uh-oh. And this is why we're developing the fake Christians, because we're giving a false blueprint on what it is to be fruitful in the kingdom. It's not about 
how many committees you can be on. Uh oh. It's not about how many Bible studies you can teach. It's about your relationship with Christ, then in turn will process what it is to be a saved woman and man of God. This, and I hate to break it to you, it's a lifelong journey. Now, a true believer is imperfect. They have their faults. They have their failures. They even have generational curses and habits. It doesn't necessarily mean that that person is fake. See, this is where we get confused, uh, pastors, is that because a man or woman of God has a habit or has an imperfection, then they're not truly walking in Christ. Now, let's compare an addict. Now, when you put the addict in a rehab, they go through this thing called withdrawal. Now, as they're withdrawing, the body is fighting the toxins that has been in that body for X amount of years. And when you're going detox, the body is trying to get back to normal. Now, when you are injected with the spirit of God, this flesh is always going to be in fight with spirit because this flesh was born in sin. So you're going to have this thing called withdrawal when you're growing in your faith. Big thing is, newsflash, why do we get rid of testimony? I believe that testimony is the greatest asset for a believer because you're able to share your testimony with another brother or sister, whether they're advanced or they're beginners, you're able to tell them Tell them your process to get to your purpose. See, I don't see it. See, relationship is first. The process of becoming Christ-like is second. And your purpose will be revealed in God as you grow closer in your relationship with God. Now, we have to understand that there are signs of counterfeit believers. Now, we have the ones that can say the right things. They have the degrees on their wall. They're professional and astute at what they do. But again, here's the key ingredient. If there is no love, and this is the question to you, Pastor go if there is no love, true love, how can you make your people fruitful when it's all about you? Uh-oh. Your thoughts on that one, Pastor Sego? Man, look, you can't, I mean, you, you, uh, you, 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 you can't do it. You, you cannot do it if it's all about you, all right? If it's all about what you want, if it's all about how you want it, it's all about how you want it to go down, then you can't make you, you you can't allow your people to be fruitful. You have to be able, all right. And I've learned, I've learned uh, um, as 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 Light of Hope Fellowship Ministries was was formed and as Blessings on the Block was formed, I had to be able to understand 
even more so that it's not about me. It's about me humbling myself, all right, and being able to listen to other people, all right, be able to listen to other people. Because, look, I will say this, all right, uh, we, we, yes, yes, God can, can, can speak to us through the Holy Spirit, but also God can use other people to speak to us. And, it's, and it can be people that we uh, uh, would never expect. So we have to be able to to sit back, understand that it's not about me, all right? It's about God's people, all right? It's about teaching God's people. It's about allowing God's people, all right, to, to – uh, it's, it's about me allowing God's people uh, through God to say, okay, uh, I hear you. I hear you. Now when I tell people I hear you, all right, it, 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 it allows those people to grow in God. It allows uh, the gifts that God has, has has down in them to be able to to, to flourish and, and 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 come up, and then in the end God gets the glory because it, in in the end it's about God, it's about God's glory, it's about what God's gonna get. It's not about me, all right, and it's not about them. And I tell people that look, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about God. So we have to be able to humble ourselves, step back, all right, understand that it's not about us, and allow God to use people in in in, in ways that that only God can use people. And when we become a uh, uh, um, a, a a a a brick wall uh, trying to stop uh, uh, things from happening in people's lives, then we're the ones that gotta that, that gotta answer to that. We're the ones that gotta pay the piper for us being a brick wall or a stumbling block to somebody else because we think it's all about us. And when we do that, then we're gonna be the ones that have to answer to God. We're gonna be the ones that are gonna have to stand before Jesus on that day. And when Jesus asks us whatever questions Jesus is gonna ask us, we got the ones that gotta regurgitate an answer. And Jesus is gonna say uh, uh, one or two things. All right, you can remain in this line, or what you can do is you can step from the blue line over to the red line. Mm. That's my thoughts on that. That's my thought. Wow. But, but Brother Don, I'm doing the work. I'm loyal to the church. I'm busting my neck just to get to the seat at the table. So you mean to tell me I'm still a counterfeit thing? Because I'm serving my pastor and the ministry, your thoughts. Amen. Wow. You know, and unfortunately that I know we're talking about it, but that is a concept that I hear quite a bit. And I think Pastor Fulbright had touched on it when uh, he was ministering a lot of times is that we come to the table with this conception that once we do everything, once we accept Jesus, everything is going to go okay. And the problem that I see is, you know, there, there's, there's going to be some trouble. There's going to be some situations that's not going to feel good, not going to look pretty. And we have to learn that, that, you know, as we go through this life and we go through this endurance out of joy, and that joy is knowing that God's word will never, ever fail. It can't fail us. 
But if you get to the place where you're too big to receive this, if you get to the place where you feel like you're above all this, then you're going to have issues. Then you're going to have problems. Then you're going to be doing a a religious work. You're not going to have anything manifesting in your life because your whole purpose is that. Is, is wrong, you know, because, you know, a lot of people have been duped into thinking the more I give, the more I'm blessed. But God says give with a cheerful heart. That means that I'm giving something into the kingdom, not just this body, not just this ministry, but into the kingdom of heaven. You know, and, and, and that's the thing that, that we have to kind of reevaluate as we go in 2021. What am I doing? What am I doing? And, you know, you have to ask yourself that question. Am I doing, is God pleased with what I'm doing, or is Pastor Buckethead pleased with me? Is he just the one that's pleased with me? See, because just like Pastor Sago said, there's going to be many on that day that's going to stand before Jesus, and they're going to mention the same thing that you just said, Pastor Chris. I've been doing all these things all along. But Jesus turns to him and says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. So we have to understand in in, in going forward, you know, it's not about the the work. Of course, we need people in the kingdom, in the body to do the work. That's why we're all unique and we have gifting and callings that are unique from each and every one, even on this line here today. But my job is I work. I work as unto the Lord, whether I'm working in the secular uh, part of my life or I'm working in the body of Christ. It's all for the Lord. And I have to understand that, and I have to have that solidified with me that that, that I find that joy. And, and you said something earlier um, when you were ministering, Pastor Chris, is it, about joy. You know, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. But too often we want to hold on happy. We, we want to parade happy around. But see, when happy leaves town or happy tells us he's gone, then we ain't got nothing to hang on. That's why we got to understand what we do and have a joy. And, and, and really, when you think about it, joy is just knowing, just having a knowing fact that Jesus is there wherever you turn. That's joy. It ain't all about happy. It's about joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And that's why we got to know that what we do, that we're bringing joy, we're bringing glory to God, to the kingdom, and all that we do. I don't care if you're out there raking your yard, you're a CEO, you're a pastor, you're an evangelist, prophet. It doesn't matter what you are, as long as you're bringing God the glory and doing it with a cheerful heart, you're going to be all right. Amen? Amen. Amen. Man, this is a this is a heavy one, but I want your thoughts on this one, uh, Pastor Nehemiah, because we got a lot of this going on, and of course the young cats coming up, they see right through this fake stuff, and when it comes to understanding who is in Christ, the one thing that I can take from the next generation is that real recognizes real and the funny thing about that phrase is that 
even in our community of believers, do we really recognize real or are we recognizing the counterfeit that's been passed down from generation to generation? Uh Uh-oh. We're going to get kicked off the air with that one. But the, the young folks make it plain. They're like, Y'all faking the funk. I can see right through you. All that praise breaking you doing. All this breaking your neck, going to church, getting these tithes and offerings and riding in your Bentleys and these expensive shoes and all this stuff. Y'all know better than the people in the world. So why should I come to this Jesus? So my question to you is how can we truly be real? with our faith and engage with real people can we separate religion from relationship your thoughts Mm. Mm. that is so deep man I'm telling you how can we separate relationship from religion you know, when I think about the word religion, I, I think about something that's practice, something that's like, you know, you're working to do on a steady basis, you know. And most of the time, religion comes with, uh, you know, it doesn't come with integrity. It comes with a, it's a performance. It's a show. I want to show you that I'm praying every day, that I'm going on the corner. You know, I want to show this. In a relationship, it's no time for show. You're in the mix, you're in the fire, and you're normally going to just react. You're just going to react on something. So when I think about this relationship that we have with Christ, it's just like what we have with our families. Sometimes we don't do everything perfectly. But the love itself, when you said real, recognize real, you know, I I remember uh, baking cookies with my wife for this Christmas holiday. And you know... Some of the cookies I made, they didn't turn out to look like her cookies, <laughs> you know? But if you taste those cookies, you will see they have the same ingredient. And the Word of God tells us, oh, taste and see. You know, some of us, that taste and see, that means you have to get out from your your own world, you know? Get out. Jesus commanded us to go out into the world and preach the gospel. Go outside, experience people. Do something for once. This world is trying to conform us into their ways, and they're trying to tell you a vision. They want you just stuck in the house, watching TV, and listening to the the lies that they tell you until they brainwash you, conforming you into their way. But we have to be those people who get out when you have a real nature, when you have a real nature, when you've truly been transformed. The word be is 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 a verb. It means just to exist. When you have Christ, he's done the work. All you have to do is exist. Let him wrinkle out everything. Let all the flaws and everything, let it be forgiven by God, not by man. But read your word and know that God said, I'll have mercy on whom I have mercy on. What does that mean to you? Does that mean that somebody like David can make a mistake and sleep with somebody else's wife and kill somebody? And still be in God's honor? Still be pleased by God? Still be considered a man after God's own heart? Does that mean like a man like Moses 
our, our Abraham who wants to let his sister lie on his, his wife and let another man take his wife, that God would still call him a friend of God? Wow. Once you have the nature of God, once you've been transformed, like Pastor Christie touched on this too. You said we become new creations. God is looking at you in a totally different limelight, and you can't have relationship with people when you be real, when you just do, when you just be. And you have to, like the, like the men of God said, there's so much that comes with this, but it's still it's so easy at the same time to see that we have a Savior. Y'all, we have Jesus. He's, it is finished. He did the work. He did the hard work for you already. That man on the cross he didn't do any work. But you know what Jesus is going to say to him? Well done. I know you. He's not going to be that person that said, I prophesied in your name. I said this and this and this. No, he was real at a moment with his intentions being honest and pure. And he said, this man hasn't done anything. He doesn't deserve this. And he believed. You guys, you got to believe. You got to believe that God is with you. And that he's smiling on you. That he loves you. Like that baby that makes a mistake. And we see that baby trip or that baby break something, pull something down. You don't want to just harm that baby. But you want to love that baby. And so with that same love that Jesus has for you, you have to remember that he's commanded you to also love others. And love yourself. Love yourself. Know that you're not perfect. And that's when you can have that relationship with people and not be stuck in this false religion. Amen. Amen. Chaplain, you have the floor. What's going on, man? Can we recognize well, real or are we faking the funk? You know, Jesus laid his mandate down for us, man, and we just got to follow it. You know, it's that simple. You know, and uh, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something to be a disciple. It's going to cost you something to turn away from from what you want to do and your own will and your own desires. It's going to cost you something to walk away from relationships that are not healthy for you. You know, and and that's what it comes down to. But I want to read Matthew five twenty. Jesus said something very interesting. He said, "For I say unto you." That unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, again, you know, it's a challenge. You know, the Pharisees and the scribes had a way, and it wasn't something that God was pleased with because their hearts wasn't right. They were not humble people. Um, they, 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 they relied on self more than, than faith in Christ or faith in the kingdom. So um, he's warning us. We can't be like that. You know, we can't be like that. And we can make all the excuses in the world. This one is fake. That one is fake. Uh, this one is phony. This church, that ministry. But it comes back to the individual. You know, did you obey the word? Did you humble yourself to the word of God? Right? Did you repent of your sins? Right? So, this is what every man and woman have to realize. There's going to always be fake. There's going to always be phony out there. Every leader is not going to be a man or woman of God. 
And this is the reality of our world. But it doesn't dismiss what Jesus laid the groundwork down for us. He doesn't dismiss the kingdom of God advancing in this world. Jesus made a declaration. He made a decree. And his work is being done. We just have to really take a look at ourselves. Because there's going to be distractions. There's going to be sin. There's going to be lust. There's going to be perversion. There's going to be hypocrisy. But we have to take a close, close look at ourselves, right? And, and, and are we measuring up to the word of God? Are we in the vine? Are we in the spirit of God? Are we working on our own soul salvation? Because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. When you're doing that and, and you're operating by faith, you're not focusing on all the negative things. You're not making excuses. You're not pointing the finger, right? And this is going to be the abundant life that God commanded us to have through Christ Jesus. It's, it's a wonderful experience. So, yes, it's going to be fake. It's going to be phony. Um, we're going to see this. We're going to see that. But what are we doing? You know, what are we doing as, as, as believers? We confess Jesus as Lord. We say he is our Lord and Savior. We have to follow his principles. We have to follow his ways. And we can only do that by faith. We can't do that by our carnal ways. We can only do it by faith, the word of God, which is life and spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Minister Siron, we're going to start with you. Put the icing on the cake, shall you? Now, everything goes back to this. God and love your neighbor. Now, the question believers must wrestle with, I do or do I actually believe it's that simple? Now, in a culture where denominations argue over the correct way to baptize someone, grasping the Jesus life can seem like an impossible task, but it's not. The Jesus life is about loving God with all your what? Heart, mind, and strength. And it's about transferring God's love into every person you encounter. Now, how can you see the difference between the Rhodes Scholar Christian, the fake defunct Christian, the counterfeit Christian, the counterfeit believer, they don't get that concept. They don't catch up in the endless interpretation about doctrine. They get caught up in the love of Jesus Christ. This is what this is what true believers uh, true believers get caught up in. They get caught up in the relationship. A counterfeit gets caught up in the head game. How much you know, how much you can build, how much you can sin without sinning. Uh-oh. So that's my three cents on this matter. So, Minister Siron, we will start with you. Lay the icing on the cake, shall we? Let's stop being faking the funk and being the funk. So that's the question. Can we be real with ours? Your final thoughts. 
Well, one, since Adam and Eve created sin, they didn't own up responsibility for their own problems. They passed the buck. People still do that today. Not only do they do that, they include everybody. The word we, us, is prevalent when speaking. We haven't been taught. We haven't been shown. We haven't heard. We haven't done. Well, how can you speak for what everyone did? Do you know that for a fact? And that that's a lot of the concept. There are people who like, I'm not included in that. I don't feel that way. I didn't think that way. And so a person with no discernment and love of understanding that what's being said is said in love will take offense to that and will give offense back. People do a whole lot of talking. Oh, they sound really, really good in what they're saying, but then their actions don't follow through with their words. And people have been given religion for so long that that's what they do. And for some reason, people think love is excusing the wrongs of others instead of having them accepted, take responsibility for it, and move forward. An unloving person will tell someone who comes to them and say, this hurt my feelings. Well, you got to get over it. No, let's address it. Let's fix it. And let's see how that feeling doesn't get hurt later. And then the other thing is this. I have enough love for anyone who wants it. I will share Christ's love with anybody who's willing to receive it. But I'm not going to stand and, and dilute myself into thinking I love everybody. That is not an actual fact. I have enough love, but I don't love everybody because I don't know everybody. And there are things that people have done that it's kind of hard to really apply love to it. I would love to love them, and I pray to God to help me love them, but I'm imperfect. I don't have the omnipotent strength and power of God. And I watch people, and I learn from people. There's a lot of folks who like to correct you with what they think, but what you say don't matter because it didn't originate with them. And religion has been taught. It has been hammered. It has been given so much so that people do a great job preaching the gospel, but do a poor job of being the gospel. Prayer. Someone will say, I need prayer. And many of people will say, well, I'll be praying for you instead of praying at that time. People will have a need and will let that need be known. A person can fix that need that say they love Christ, but instead will say, I'll be praying for your need. So making sure that what we say lines up with what we do is important, and I work hard on that. I can't speak for anybody else. I can't say what I fail at, other people fail at. I can't say what I excel at, other people do. All I can do is say, God, help me be who you've called me to be and help me to be Christ-like. And so I stay in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John when wanting to be Christ-like. And then I go to other parts of the Bible to see how God worked in those men's lives 
so that I can be more. And Chris, I must agree with you. One of the greatest tools God gave us to show our love for him and to help others fall in love with him is our testimonies. Without a testimony, preaching becomes something that's hard for other people to swallow. Thank you for allowing me this moment. And to you, my brothers in Christ, my sisters in Christ and listening family, I pray that God will put a hedge of protection around each of you because our country is in a struggle right now. And if we don't band together, we will get swept away. Brother Don. Well, oh, sorry. Let's go down the line. Fast as they go. Your final thoughts. You got Brother Don. Then we got Pastor Nehemiah. Then we got Chaplin. And then we're going to get out of here. So, fast as they go. Your final thoughts. Hey man, look, I just wanna, I just appreciate everybody for. I mean, look, th- this is a time where we, 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 we glean from each other, uh, we, we learn from each other, we get, we grasp understanding, and uh, this has been a great conversation so far, man. And I'm just, I'm just excited to, uh, to, to, to get back in and, and uh, get down to the nitty gritty again next Sunday. So, hey, I salute everybody. Brother John, your final thought. Amen, amen. I'm going to be brief here. Just real quick, family, I'm going to leave you with a saying that I grew up with when I was coming up. The proof is in the pudding. What you do or don't do eventually will come out. So we're here today to let you know this man, Jesus, whether you know him as your Savior and you walked away or this is the first time you heard it, he's ready for you. He's willing and able to come into your heart that can change things. He changed each and every uh, man of God here today. And everybody's got a testimony of where they were and what Jesus did for them. So I, 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 I urge you, sincerely, if you haven't accepted him or you need to rededicate your life to him, do so. Amen? Pastor Nehemiah, your final thoughts. Yeah, family, I, I know... Uh... It's, it's, it's crazy because we live in a world, you know, with so many fakes out there, you know. But the way you stay out of your funk, just stay humble, stay committed to Jesus Christ, keep your eyes stayed on him, and don't worry about how other people are reacting. Worry about how Christ is reacting to you. Love others like they are Jesus themselves. Because Christ says that he wished that none should perish. So we should show that kind of love to where we want to share God with everyone. That's what love looks like. And treating them like you would want God to treat you and how you would even treat yourself. Show that same mercy that you show yourself when you make a mistake. Show that same mercy to somebody else that makes a mistake. Because none of us are perfect. Have a blessed day, family. Chaplin, your final thought. Man, if everybody could just take heed to what was said today and just get on their knees, cut the phone off, cut the TV off, tell the wife and kids, you just going to spend some time with the Lord. Whatever your situation is, I guarantee you God will meet you. He said a broken spirit and a contrary heart he would never despise. It doesn't matter what's going on at your church. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. A humble spirit. 
God will never walk away from. And that's what we need to do. And I, I know that it will touch your heart and bless your life. God bless everybody. Appreciate everybody's compassion and wisdom. Thank you. Amen. Well, family, that was it. The gentleman, familiar, gentleman at the table representing, and I thank God for each and every one of one of them and what God is doing in this season. Now, it's essential for us to always want to be the bump. We will go through trials. We will go through different things in life. But the greatest thing that God created was having fellowship and relationship with him. And I guarantee you, he will send the people your way that don't have a problem being transparent, but yet helping you and you helping them get closer to your purpose and your destiny. So family, we're done. And of course, always remember, you are more than you think and greater than you heard. And when you see the stomach bug, and when you see the family in the mall, at the job, getting it in for the kingdom of God, not faking the funk on the nasty dust, walk with us, family. Let's go. See you next week. We love you, family. God bless you. Central Texas.